Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Moshe was a great prophet. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Daddy, I heard it said that the ministry and teaching of Moshe was replaced by the ministry and teaching of the Messiah. What do the scriptures say? Let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible, and the Bible is all about Yeshua the Messiah. Mm-hmm. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com, find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com, follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Vermont and Venice. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. Red Pill Torah is an outreach of B'nai Ephraim Messianic Ministries and Assembly. The ministry of B'nai Ephraim and Red Pill Torah are both founded on Yeshua the Messiah. We spread the word about who Yeshua is and how the rest of the Bible points to him. Describing Yeshua the Messiah, Colossians chapter 1 starting at verse 15 says, He is the visible image of the invisible Elohim. He is supreme over all creation, because in connection with Him were created all things, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, lordships, rulers or authorities. They have all been created through Him and for Him. Reading from verse 17, it says, He existed before all things, and He holds everything together. Also, He is head of the body, the body of believers. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that He might hold first place in everything. For it pleased Elohim to have His full being live in His Son, and through His Son to reconcile to Himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace through Him, through having his son shed his blood by being executed on a stake. The Apostle Shaul, or Paul, really has a way with words. The Apostle Shimon Kepha, or Simon Peter, said that some of Shaul's writings were hard to understand. Now, while that's true, this particular passage from Colossians is crystal clear. It really is, Daddy. It pleased the Almighty to put his unique son at the center of all things, So we're simply following the pattern set by our Elohim. Now, our question for today is, where does that leave Moshe? Yehovah used him to scribe the Torah, which we know to be foundational in our faith. But is Moshe really that important? In a recent Erev Shabbat meeting with B'nai Ephraim, we were reading from Numbers 12. Now this is the story of Aaron and Miriam, Moshe's siblings, murmuring about Moshe. Numbers 12, verse 2 says, They said, Is it true that Yehovah has spoken only with Moshe? Hasn't he spoken with us too? Yehovah heard them. Now verse 4 is really alarming. It says, Suddenly Yehovah told Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tent of meeting. The three of them went out. Now, Mama, somebody was about to get it. Mm Mm-hmm. We took a special note of the way Yehovah described Moshe and his question to Aharon and Miriam. Reading from verse 6, our Elohim said, Listen to what I say. When there is a prophet among you, I, Yehovah, make myself known to him in a vision. 
I speak with him in a dream. But it isn't that way with my servant Moshe. He is the only one who is faithful in my entire household. With him, I speak face to face and clearly, not in riddles. He sees the image of Jehovah. So why weren't you afraid to criticize my servant Moshe? The anger of Jehovah flared up against them, and he left. When Elohim left them, Miriam was white as snow. She had Sarah'at, or what the King James Version of the Bible describes as leprosy. For more information about what that meant for Miriam and the camp of Israel, check out Red Pill Torah, episode 187, Quarantine the Sin. There is much to know about Sarah'at and believers today. Now going back to Elohim's description of Moshe, he clearly put Moshe on another level. Because Moshe was so close to him, Yehovah expected everyone, including Moshe's siblings, to reverence Moshe. The question for Aharon and Miriam is a question for believers today, particularly those who claim that the Torah of Moshe is done away with. Why are you not afraid to criticize Yah's servant Moshe? Given that Yeshua himself said that he did not come to abolish the Torah, why do your doctrines misrepresent even Yeshua's word and intent? Family, we really should be afraid to criticize a prophet who spoke to Jehovah face to face. Let's look at some additional scriptures that show how the Messiah esteemed Moshe in his writings. During our study, I was trying to remember a particular scripture, but I just couldn't put my finger on it. Thanks to an assist from our brother Aaron, we found it in John chapter 5, verses 43 through 47. Here's what it says, and Yeshua is speaking. It says, I have come in my Father's name, and you don't accept me. If someone else comes in his own name, him you will accept. How can you trust? You're busy collecting praise from each other instead of seeking praise from Elohim only. But don't think that it is I who will be your accuser before the Father. Do you know who will accuse you? Moshe, the very one you have counted on. For if you really believed Moshe, you would believe me, because it was about me that he wrote. But if you don't believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? Daddy, Yeshua said that these Judean people counted on Moshe, but Moshe will be their accuser in judgment. If Moshe will accuse people who claim to value the Torah, what should people who disparage or devalue the Torah expect? Mm. This goes back to the earlier question that Jehovah asked Aharon and Miriam. Why are you not afraid to criticize Moshe? Let's look at another scripture that mentions Moshe. The story of the rich man and Lazarus, the beggar, has a really pronounced point at the end. Near the end of the story, the rich man tried to get Abraham to help his family. Reading from Luke 16, verse 27 through 31, it says, The rich man said to Abraham, I beg of you to send the beggar to my father's house, where I have five brothers, to warn them, so that they may be spared having to come to this place of torment too. But Abraham said, They have Moshe and the prophets. They should listen to them. However, the rich man said, No, Father Abraham, they need more. If someone from the dead goes to them, they'll repent. But he or Abraham replied, If they won't listen to Moshe and the prophets, they won't be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. Now think about that. Abraham said that the brothers have and should listen to Moshe and the prophets. 
Moshe gave us the Torah, and the prophets pointed Israel back to the Torah. The Torah points us to the Messiah. Hey, that's how the scriptures work. Abraham even said that people who don't believe the Torah and the prophets would not be convinced by a person who rose from the dead. Now, we have insight that Abraham and Yeshua, as he told this parable, were testifying about Yeshua the Messiah. Yeshua could testify of himself, and his testimony is still true. Amen. Daddy, I noticed that the rich man still didn't fully understand his situation. Even in torment, he tried to give orders for the beggar Lazarus to do something. Hmm. Some old habits die hard, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Let's go to one more scripture about the teaching on the road to Emmaus. The disciples were dejected over the death of Yeshua when they met a stranger on the road to Emmaus. This stranger showed them the Messiah in the scriptures. And to be clear, what we know as the New Testament had not been written yet. While sharing a meal together, the disciples' eyes were opened. They recognized that the stranger was actually Yeshua himself. So they ran with joy to find the other disciples to tell them that Yeshua was alive. While the disciples from the road to Emmaus were telling their story to the other disciples, Yeshua appeared to all of them. He ate with them and encouraged everyone. Now reading from Luke chapter 22, verses 44 through 48, Yeshua said to them, This is what I meant when I was still with you and told you that everything written about me in the Torah of Moshe, the prophets, and the Psalms had to be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures, telling them, Here is what it says, The Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day. And in his name, repentance leading to forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed to people from all nations, starting with Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Now, Daddy, no one on earth today was alive to see Yeshua as he ministered in Israel. Yet, if you claim to follow him, you are testifying to his resurrection from the dead. That means you are a witness that the Torah of Moshe is true. So... What would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and try to separate the testimony of Yeshua the Messiah from the Torah of Moshe? Or would you take the red pill and see that the Torah of Moshe and Moshe's testimony cannot be separated from the life and ministry of Yeshua the Messiah? Only you can answer that question. Moshe was a prophet like no other, yet... Even he would testify that his teachings point the way to the Messiah of Israel. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 18 and 19, Moshe wrote the words of Jehovah, speaking about a future time and a coming prophet. The Almighty said, I will raise up for Israel a prophet like you, Moshe, from among your kinsmen. I will put my words in his mouth, and he will tell them everything I order him. Whoever doesn't listen to my words, which he will speak in my name, will have to account for himself to me. Daddy, knowing that we all will account for our lives to Jehovah Elohim, don't we want to agree with what he says? That way, he will accept our account as pleasing to him because we have agreed with him already. Mama, we also agree with Psalm chapter 2, verse 10 through 12. That says, Therefore, kings, be wise. Be warned, you judges of the earth. 
Serve Yehovah with fear? Rejoice, but with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest He be angry, and you perish along the way, when suddenly His anger blazes. How blessed are all who take refuge in Him. Amen. Amen, Daddy. Well, that's all we have time for today. Please read over the scriptures we shared and tell a friend about Red Pill Torah. Thanks for listening to Red Pill Torah, where you can handle the truth. truth.